I'm Abby. And I'm Allie. And it's About About Time for True Crime. Hey. Hi. Surprise. Happy bonus-isode. Bonus-isode. Minnesota-isode. Bonus-episode. Woo! So... Today, um, Allie and I wanted to just pop in really quick with a supplement for part two of our Nexium series. Uh, we talked briefly about a letter that Keith Ranieri, piece of shit, sent to uh, sweet baby angel Tony Natale right after she ended things for the last time. So, yes. Allie and I just wanted to read you all of this madness because it's fucking nuts. And you can just hear how we react and be like, wow, he is a piece of shit, huh? Cool. And it's crazy because he's just such a piece of shit. Yeah. Imagine that. So I'll read through it and Allie and I will just make comments and we'll probably talk about it a little afterwards. But just it's so fucked. Here's an example. So this is to Tony. This was dated May 12th, 1999. Ranieri writes, Dear Tony, this letter is meant for the person I refer to as, in quotes, sweetheart. My sweetheart was a joyous, loving being, a fighting angel that upheld the right, no matter how hard, and had the strength to do whatever it took. My sweetheart swore on the life of her son that she would never hurt me, leave me, and be loyal to me, no matter what happened. My sweetheart swore that she had grown from the first time she experienced this lesson and would keep a diary in remembrance in case she needed strength. My sweetheart loves children and wanted another of our own, loves music, art, intelligence, learning, and all that is good. My sweetheart swore to protect me at all costs and truly understood the difficulty of the task I undertook. She was so grateful to be my partner, my other part, my world, to bring my dreams to reality. She loved the mission, ESP and teaching, and we had some wonderful times together. She loved the soft caresses and deep connection we had through our eyes. She recognized there was no one else for her and experienced the true feeling of completion when she opened herself to me. We had a dance where we held hands and I would sing to her as she held her head up against mine. It is to this person I write, if she is still alive. If not, may this serve as a tribute to a perfect love once experienced. And that's just the first fucking paragraph. What a fucking asshat. And if she's still alive, so saying if you happen to be those things anymore, yep. if you've not changed so much so that, that my sweetheart is dead. What the fuck? Uh-huh. I hate him. I hate him. He's so manipulative. <sighs> you may also want to look at the pictures enclosed. Two of them were taken in August. The other one's taken in February. Although you were the same weight, look at the difference in your glow, Ugh. happiness and energy. Which would you rather be? Sweetheart was in August, and now you're even further off than February. Why do you always talk <laughs> about weight? Like, everything that with this guy just comes down to, like, how they look, what the... Uh-huh. <sighs> and it's, like, really? Because he's kind of, at least so far, and he's not including here that he makes her repeatedly recount her yeah. horrific abuse that she suffered as a child. Mm-hmm. Over and over and over and over and over and then again over. And then wait once more from the top. And then fully just decided that if he wanted sex, he would just take it. Yeah. So he's re-traumatizing her with the same trauma that she's already had to relive by telling you so many times. Yeah. I don't see any of that in here. But really, let's talk about how she just loves intelligence and art and... Yeah. No. No, it's just because you barricade yourself in the closets that I don't rape you, like... Where is the love for me? Where is she? Where did she go? 
Where did she go? Where was the one that gave me everything? Yeah. Fucking. With no boundaries. All right. Let's get back to the letter. Okay. This is what he says. We're back to it. Ideally, letter below is to be read alone in privacy while the enclosed tape is playing. Like he's really trying to make this like a multimedia experience here. Um, (laughs) It is also preferred if the accompanying rose is visible and fragrant. The whiteness of the rose symbolizes pure love. The tape contains the song Moonlight Sonata, the first movement, played two different ways twice. This means the song repeats itself four times. I apologize to Beethoven ahead of time for my unorthodox method of play and poor quality of this copy. Sweetheart should note that the original is available to her as well as the artist if she is listening. Such a rendition would be best experienced in the shutters or cord deline so please go to a private place alone set the rose turn down the lights put on the tape and listen to me play you play to you as you read this letter i hope that our eight years together mean enough to you to afford us this last embrace i hate him dear sweetheart you may now understand for the first time how truly i love you although you have wronged me more than you will ever wrong anyone else i still offer my hand to you Who else would ever be so committed, so loyal? Ask yourself if anyone put in my position would still be here for you. That is so manipulative Uh and so abusive to say you fucked up. She's done nothing wrong, by the way. She broke up with him. That's how she fucked up. You fucked up so bad. And I am so amazing that I would still be here for you. Nobody else would be here for you. Nobody else would love you. Nobody else would take care of you. So really, shouldn't you just be with me? right i want to uh it's just and you guys there's five pages of this shit five it's just that that's so awful to say like you can see just how he views her in that little yeah section right there of no one else would be here for you and and you should you should love bomb me yeah because i would suffer through being with you yeah because i care about you i would suffer through you breaking up with me because i raped you and I'm pretty much just an awful human being mm-hmm. because I'm great and I love you. And I put you in crippling debt yeah. as a gift. For you. Uh, yep, Babe. as a gift. Made you leave your whole life behind. Ugh. Okay. Anyway. My sweetheart, let me explain my understanding. When you first came back after Mark G and your wrongdoings around him, I showed you how wonderful and complete our relationship could be. I told you that you could have absolutely everything you wanted once you grew. I pledged at all costs to help you do this, overcome your neediness, and open your heart through growth. I did not tell you exactly what growth was because it was something that had to come from you. Now I'll explain. Growth was simply three things. One, you had to open your heart and give as much as you took. You would never be dependent on others or need others to do things for you. B, do for S, which I'm not entirely sure what that means, but that's in parentheses, to make you feel good. Two, you had to apologize sincerely for what you had done. And three, you needed to learn to trust yourself so that you could trust me completely. So he's just making her become fully dependent on Uh him. And then he blames her for it. Yeah, under the guise that this is for her. Yeah. It's like you needed to learn to trust yourself. Should have ended there. But you need to trust yourself so So you you can can trust trust me. me. It's always about him. 100 percent. go fuck yourself absolutely see a fucking never so he says i give you 
I gave you the name Tookie so that you might realize the first thing and waited patiently over the years for the day when you would say, okay, Keith, I am truly sorry about what I did. I was wrong. At that point, the world would stand still and all would transform to your perfect relationship. Relating to trust, at this point I can also tell you what I could not tell you while we were together. I was always faithful to our relationship. Funny enough, your brother asked me this. But if I told you, or if I did not leave room for doubt, you could never learn to trust, you see. As if you know something, it is not trust, it is knowledge. Which, go fuck yourself, the biggest go, the biggest fuck, the biggest Keith Ranieri. Because... He wasn't faithful. He had like 20 women in a harem. And to say, if I told you, if I made you confident that I wasn't cheating cheating on you, then that would be knowledge. Yeah. Then you're not trusting me. But instead, I need you to trust me. Which all while you're breaking that trust because you actually are, in fact, cheating on her. uh You piece of shit. And not even... To like bring up the fact that, ew, why would you ever nickname your partner Tookie? That's awful. Like that is just demeaning. Like you take so much, you're Tookie. And also, like imagine saying like, I waited patiently over the years for the day where you'd say, oh, Keith, I am truly sorry. For fucking what? For what? I... And he brings up this Mark G character, and I assume that this is just someone who showed interest to her. We'll learn later that, like, if you kiss somebody and you're with Keith, all hell breaks loose. So I, like, for all I know, Mark G just looked at her, but he comes up again in this letter. Oh, jeez. He probably held the door for her, and she didn't let it close before she grabbed it. And right. Was like, <gasps> Thank you. That's it. Yeah. She's cheated on him. So Keith continues, as the years passed, I had to give you less and less, hoping to wean you from the taking addiction. This is the way I knew this test would come in five to six years from the Mark G incident. Remember, I said you could grow overnight, but if you didn't, it would take five to six years for another test of your trustworthiness and loyalty to come about, which is fucking weird. Um, Over the past year, our relationship has come to the point where I was no longer giving you more than you were giving me. How much have you truly given to me in the past year? This was in my hopes that we could finally connect through equal mutual exchange. An additional factor was my telling you less and less about my whereabouts and activities. In actuality, our relationship was never violated. Lied. Go fuck yourself. This was done so that you would eventually face me or finally trust me. Oh, sweetheart, I know how lonely you must have felt, and I know how much you needed to take me... I know how much your need to take made you feel unfulfilled and unsupported. You said so yourself. (sighs) It is not a need to take if you're in a relationship. You should be able to be honest. And give and take is part of the relationship, not give, 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 while he's claiming that you're taking, while he's just taking what you have and then goes around your back. Yeah. Mm Yeah. Um, Nothing makes me angrier about this than the whole, like, I told you it would take five to six years for another test of our relationship. And it's like, did you fucking say that? Who who gives a fuck? I also hate because I think, I just think the term sweetheart is very sweet and very, yeah, very nurturing. And I don't know. it It's, it's very nice. I mm-hmm. like that. I think that's very sweet. In this case, it's so fucking condescending. I know. 
That and like he has to go on and explain who my sweetheart. Like go fuck like yourself. He's, he's taking so such pity on mm-hmm. her for her loss of him, and oh just wants to rub her nose in it and this whole thing. But like it's it's so condescending and so like, yeah. Ugh. Oh sweet, it's like bless your heart. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my sweetheart. I hate him. I was wronged so bad by the fact that you were loyal to me. And that you had you asked me questions that I didn't feel I have to answer, so I won't. And I'll <laughs> make you regret that for the rest of your life. And that's what pains me. But you're here's so some, untrustworthy. Here's some crippling debt as our little give and take here. So Keith says, but feeding this addiction could not make it better. It had to be overcome. I have always taken care of you, whether you knew it or not. If you look back, when things got rough, didn't I always somehow work it out? Just when money or resources were needed, didn't I just happen to make them come into being? I could not let you know how much I actually did behind the scenes because then I would have been feeding your taking addiction. But if you look closely, you will see that somehow things always seem to work out. And if you carefully trace them back, you will find they most often came from me. But now you have run away and hid and are too scared to come back. Would Dagny do this? And what for the fuck is Dagny? Dagny, if I remember right, is one of the main characters of like that sci-fi book that inspired him to do all of this. Oh. And like the love interest. So he calls her his Dagny. Okay. Which it's like Dagny is a fictional character in a fictional world with entirely made up feelings and circumstances. Tony was raped by you. So that's different. A bit. Okay. I believe that when you felt so alone and unsupported, you chose not to fight your addiction, but to give into it. At first, you spoke negatively about me to Scott, and this is when my sweetheart began to die. This gathered sympathy, and you bonded negatively with him. This made you feel understood and strong, but actually, my sweetheart was now trapped in an ever-increasing downward spiral. Oh, honey, this was one of those times where you had to help yourself. You were so sad and I was sad with you, but I could not let you know. Speaking negatively to Scott about me is what is known as overt in Dianetics, and it has another effect of separating you from me. With each negative statement, you bonded with him and pulled away from me. You also became increasingly angry with me. This is another effect of overts. You speak against someone and then you will become angry at them to justify speaking against them. Additionally, Scott served you well. This fed into the taking addiction and made you feel supported and valuable. Sadly, I understood but refused to do what was easy. I insisted on doing what was right. I could have served you to keep you, but I knew this would actually hurt you and your inner strength. So I sacrificed us for you. I like how he's falling on his sword here. He's like, oh, it would have been easier for me to do this, but I just couldn't to Uh remain this to have this integrity in our relationship you piece of shit he's such a piece of shit he says because your happiness was and is a higher value than any dependency relationship between us it was important you loved me for what i was not what i did to you this paragraph makes me want to play darts with his face like what the fuck? First of all, speaking negatively about someone usually indicates there's a reason. And so you don't get mad at them because you're speaking badly about you're, them. You're mad about the reason and you're yeah. talking about it with other people. That's healthy and important to do. Okay. Yeah. Just mm. also what pisses me off like even more than all of this is Scott fed her. 
He served you well. This fed into taking. Like, it's not a taking addiction. She's a fucking human. You need community. And she's there. She's there for other people. It's not like she's going there and being like, give me therapy. Do this. Do that. Okay, right. bye. She's there. But it's, he's talking to, she's talking to another man. Yeah. And it's not all kiss Keith's feet. Nope. And God so, forbid that she eats a proper meal and actually is a healthy weight. So that can't happen. No. So Keith continues. The next step was your initiation of the sexual relationship between yourself and Scott. When I first knew this, I had hoped you'd overcome your defiance, anger, and spite. These were caused by your increasing disloyalty towards me slash us and opened your heart. I even asked if you wanted to end our personal relationship, exclamation point. You refused. I also knew the longer your affair went on, the more you would have to justify it and make yourself believe it was good. You even convinced yourself you possibly could not love me if you were having an affair. As you see, this reasoning is not true. You had also started hiding more and more things, money, etc. Which, by the way, if you put etc. after one thing, it just shows you that you have nothing else to talk about. Right. So <laughs> the fact that she was fiscally independent apparently is um, an act against him slash us. And also, wouldn't you try to hide money if he's now put you in crippling debt by putting it? a business set to fail in your name yeah mm -hmm. so also because i don't trust him for shit with anything because it's whoops i thought that was a gift because see trusting is one thing but she knows that you can't <laughs> but you can't run a business correct so she knows that she needs to fucking put some of her money aside jeez um so I continued to hope Nancy could help you open your heart, but you were too angry with me over your betrayal. You immersed yourself in unnecessary debt. Well, you put her in unnecessary debt and many unnecessary hours of work, spending more and more time with Scott and justifying a way to carve me out of your life. Unfortunately, you did not understand how deeply I cared. You did not need to steal from me or carve me out of your life to protect yourself. You assumed I would treat you as you would have treated me under similar circumstances. This is just not so. It is important to note you do not trust people because you cannot be trusted. This is also proven by your actions. Remember, I trust everyone, including you, because I can't imagine a person being untrustworthy. This is because I am very trustworthy. If you have to say you're very trustworthy. Yeah. Also, um, what kind of fucking logic is you can't be trusted because you've proven that you don't want me. No, I think she's just kind of seen the light, bud. Yeah. I think I she's finally starting to be trustworthy. By George, she with gets her own it. Judgment, yeah. With her own judgment. You did it, Keith. You showed her. Go fuck yourself. Goodbye. It's like Hinge. You're meant to be deleted. Goodbye. <laughs> so <laughs> after what you have done to Nancy, myself and others, the second time your loyalty and honor was tested, there is only one way you can ever trust yourself again. You have to make your... You have to make right your worst wrongs. If you don't, you will never know if you can lead a trustworthy life. If you were the judge of your wrongs, you to right them would be impossibly hard. But you are dealing with people who think differently than you. You remember the anger and spite with which you did these actions. This was so intense. You imagined it to be impossible to undo. When you deal with compassionate people, the way the intensity of emotion and the actions maybe are not that bad and possibly easier to rectify than you can imagine. So he basically just told her she wasn't empathetic or compassionate because she might not think she knows how to right her wrongs. And her wrongs would be 
not fucking him forever, I guess. But he can fuck whoever he wants. Correct. I that just, doesn't violate their relationship. Right. He's never cheated. I just love this double edge here. It's Wow. So good. Hang in there, guys. We're almost done. On the day of our last phone call, when you made it clear you do not want to respect me. Did not want to respect me. What a fucking beaut. Okay. Um, and we're going to take Nancy's money inappropriately. I contemplated our future. I knew I could not support your behavior. You knew this also. That's why you picked the fight so we could separate. I knew of your relationship with Scott and I knew of your hiding your business and money. I thought, will she ever break out of this downward spiral? Can this person on the other end of the phone be the mother of Alex? Will she ever have the strength to overcome all these justifications and anger toward me to take her place as my other part? The answer to this question was most likely no. So at that moment, I gave up hope in my ability to change the situation and I surrendered us to the universe to see what would happen. I later discover this path leads to not very nice things for you, and it appears my sweetheart might very well go to jail. I pray this doesn't happen, but I don't think my sweetheart has anyone to help her where she is. I think she is now alone and trapped. There is only one thing worse than a life where you have to right all of your wrongs, a life where you don't. Okay, so that's like fucking threatening. Yeah. That doesn't have, have very nice things for you, and it appears you might go to jail. And he stopped saying sweetheart for a while, and then he goes, it appears my sweetheart may well go to jail. I pray this doesn't happen, but I don't think my sweetheart has anyone to help her where she is. Mm-hmm. You piece of shit. My sweet, Go fuck yourself. You put her there. It's so... Ugh. <sighs> I don't know if you see this as a knight in shining armor coming to rescue you, or Dustin Hoffman and the graduate coming to the church on a motorcycle, or just a fond farewell. I wouldn't call this fond, Keith. Um, whatever you are going through in life, it is always better to have a person of true strength and ability to help. I know I can help easily. No matter what happens, I will always have fond memories of that portion of life that we shared. I would like to meet with you secretly. No one that either of us knows can know about it. I'm going to give you a clue that you and only I know. There's a good chance you won't remember this. I really hope you do. If anyone else is reading this letter, and out of honor and respect for me, us and our past, I hope you keep them that way. Bye. Um, you can pretend you don't know the clue, even if you do. The clue will give you a time to call me. No one else will know. I will also provide a phone number that only you have. This number will be operational right around the time you should call. The clue is, we were in a casino, and the announcer was speaking of Belgium, dot, dot, dot. The next word he said is the clue word. Oh my gosh, I hope you get this. Take the third letter of the clue word and the time to follow or the time to call me follows. A is 1 p.m., B is 2 p.m., C is 3 p.m., D is 4 p.m., E is 5 p.m., etc. Continue the pattern if necessary. So I mean, if you didn't remember it, couldn't you just call it all of those and the time it works is the Uh if you want to talk to him correct okay yeah yeah. so that was that's a waste of time okay um i also find it interesting that he started with pm because there's 26 letters in the alphabet which is already more than hours in the day which means it's probably like three o'clock and you just didn't want to write out the right thing but like that's when he's free so (laughs) it's like well i have a meeting at four so uh three c oh my god um okay tomorrow Thursday at that time. The phone number is 4618384. Do not let anyone know. I will not let anyone know. We can then make arrangements to meet. 
Please have sweetheart call and nobody else. I know how so, so tired you must be, sweetheart. It does not have to be this way. Circumstances can be hard, but sometimes I can provide a little magic and sometimes a whole lot more. That helps make things okay. We had so much to build together. Remember negotiation at shows. Remember how great it was? I continue to build yet without you at my side. We also have so many memories to cherish. I will forever miss my sweetheart so much. Each night I meet with her and we can... Or, and we hold hands. Oh, how we danced. My mother sang this too. I hope my sweetheart calls. If not, then I shall dance with my sweetheart forever in my dreams. But never again in real life shall we touch, for my sweetheart will no longer exist. You once spoke the, immor the words of the immortal beloved to me. You swore on the life of your son that it was thus. Could these words ever apply to anyone else but us? My angel, my all, my very self, my thoughts go out to you, my immortal beloved. Now and then joyfully, then sadly, waiting to learn whether or not fate will hear us. I can either live wholly with you or not at all. Be calm, love me, today, yesterday. What tearful longings for you, you. You, my life, my all, farewell. Oh, continue to love, never misjudge the most faithful heart of your beloved. Ever thine, ever mine, ever ours. No, Keith. I fucking hate him. I hate him so much. I feel like he just like searched and replaced sweetheart and put in like other pet names yeah. for other women. Beloved. Honey. Yeah, depending on who this letter was going to go to, because I have no doubt that this letter went to several people <laughs> <laughs> that were like threatening to leave him and everything. This is so fucking wild to me. It's threatening, it's condescending, it's blaming it all on her while giving her the opportunity to make mm -hmm. it right this one last time where she's quite literally not done anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is like classic gaslight manipulation. And it's like forced dependency. And it's a callback to only highlighting the most positive or wrong memories. Like, yeah. Or the worst things that she ever did. And, and nothing. nothing about what he's done. And it's fucking annoying to me. Okay, maybe this is just me and my experience, but I think it's really annoying when people do continual comparisons to, like, fictional pieces. Like, I think the mother of Alex, Alex, I think, was... The son's name? No, I don't think oh. it was her son's name. I think it was in the book. Oh. I don't know for a fact. I guess Alex could be her son. But the way that he phrased it to me was like, would, did I make a mistake choosing you as my partner? Oh, my God. Could you ever do that? Um, and I just feel like he's such a piece of shit. It's like, guy, stop. I don't know. Like, how? I'm so glad that she got out when she did. And I'm so glad that she didn't fall into any of that bullshit in that letter. Yeah, but she still ended up with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt declaring bankrupt bankruptcy several times yep. or trying to and being denied because he'd always just sue the shit out yeah. of her anyway turning an entire cult of people against her doing god knows what behind yeah. the scenes she already lost her husband yep i just like i want to give her such a big hug and be like you did it you get out of that that's just it's so trap ugh. i well, hate him and it's like the way that he paints himself as like this hero, this knight in shining armor, like this is mm -hmm. the best and this is what's going on yeah. and all of that. 
And I'm such a good person for forgiving you. And you don't like me because you don't like you. The things you dislike about me are just your projections. Yeah. Even though you've never raped anybody or many minors or multiple people. No. Multiple times. No. Or for for somebody to re-traumatize themselves yeah. by describing the worst things that's happened to them over and over and over again for what could right. have been hours. No, 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 no. This is all your fault. Ugh. So, yeah, I'm glad that we got to throw this out there because I wanted to put this in. But obviously, guys, this is like a half hour ish. Yeah. And that wasn't like I wasn't going to keep our plot going for a half hour to just read this. But I think it's just such a good example of what a manipulative little shit he was. Yeah. So any kind of interactions you had were full of all of this shit, all of this bullshit. You could never just get to the fucking point. Yeah. Have a conversation, not split hairs. Just speak factually. Imagine this vernacular and this like amount of communication style for everything. He just speaks in riddles. Can you just fucking say what you want to say, bud? Well, it's because if he actually just said things like the things that he meant. So bad. (laughs) Yeah. That they'd be like, no way you're the smartest man in the world. But if he can be like. If my beloved, if you can forgive yourself the things I have done to you, then you can forgive me because you're mad at yourself. I just imagine him like with his legs crossed, drinking tea and having someone write this for him. Yeah. As he says it out loud. For me, it's like, can you make it sound like I forgive her? (laughs) I know. Yeah. I'll get my scribe. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Imagine just being like, hey, Keith, I have a job opportunity. Do you think I should go to this new job opportunity or stay where I'm at? You'd be there for three hours yes. with him being stuff like, oh, do not give up immortal love for work. Uh, like, yeah, you're like, like OK, what does that have to do with anything? And he'd be like, suck my dick. It'll show you the answer. I know. Seriously. <laughs> he'd be like, the answer can only be found. <laughs> <laughs> and it spells out. Try again later. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's what it would be. I fucking hate him. So, yeah, you guys. Piece of shit Keith Raniere's breakup letter to Tony. Uh, I would hate to get a love letter from him in high school. Pleading for her back, but just being like. I'm on- offering you only, this up. Only if you're willing to be the submissive little, yeah. like, shell of a woman that i made you before i only want her back otherwise my sweetheart's dead yep and i could never be with her unless i'm entirely with her but But not because you'll be with other people she just needs to be entirely with you correct oh i hate him so dumb so you guys uh happy part two supplement yeah happy happy bonus bonus episode i'm not gonna try it again bonus a minnesota minnesota sode Oh, yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. I was out in a boat. <laughs> I was looking at my clock. Nope. That kind of went Irish. <laughs> anyway, you guys, if I look at my clock, that was About, about time, time for True Crime. crime. We'll Bye. see you next time. <laughs>